enemy is upon us. It's time to dig in, to stand our ground, and watch for the next attack. You're in the Fox with Jason Mark. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Foxhole. I am your host, JB, of course, and this is where we stand our ground and watch for the enemy's next move. And uh, tonight is just kind of a, a short notice show as far as the topics go. Um, I had something else planned, but I had uh, I had some people put some stuff. Well, David did a, a cool report, which touched back to something Handy and I did on Nights of the Storm. So I want to get into that. Um, let's see. Uh yeah, uh, we're going to talk about, no, nah, we won't so much talk about Ukraine. We're going to talk about the distraction of Ukraine. And we're also going to talk about this uh, lithium mining operation. And this comes from uh, Brian and Deb McCartney. They uh, they sent me something that I had to look into, and I just had to throw it in the show today. So hopefully I prepared enough. I know it was kind of short notice on these topics, but I think it's going to be uh, worth looking into. And anyway, before we start, I did want to do prayer requests. Because I had somebody, and I'll tell you the story here. We were at the at the zoo, was it uh, Tuesday? We were at the zoo. And uh, my wife was talking to some random you know, older lady, and she looked like she was hurting. And my wife just felt the need to go talk to her for a little bit. And this poor lady, um, she asked for prayers. And my wife said, well, my, my husband does a, a podcast, and they often do prayer requests. So she asked if we could do that. So, um, and basically the short story is this lady has like chronic back pain. She has for years. I don't know what caused it, but she's getting ready to go through some kind of surgery that's going to burn all the nerves around her, um, her spine because the pain is so intense and they got her on uh, twice daily morphine and she just doesn't want the medication anymore. So she asked that we pray that her surgery goes well. So the lady's name is Diana. So please, if, if you do pray, uh, please pray for Diana uh, that she has a, a successful surgery. And then also Risha M. She's in the uh, chat on, uh, well, Rockfin and Rumble both in Guard Show, David Show, Tiger Show. Uh, and then she's here on our show as well. Um, but uh, she just got back from the hospital and we're going to pray that she gets a fast recovery. So if you would, please keep those folks in your prayers. And um, I guess we'll just jump into it. So first off, I guess I guess what we'll do is we'll do shout outs because there's a lot of people already chilling in the chat. We've got Harlan Stonewall. What's up, brother? Um, we had a great couple shows together. We did one, I think, last Thursday. And then uh, Tom Cooper had had him on Saturday. That was pretty cool. Uh, Audi's in there for Modern Retro Radio. If you don't know who he is, please go to the Knights of the Storm website go down to our, our to our friends tab and you'll see it's a it's a 24 7 live um radio station that plays kind of like your favorite artists but maybe new songs that they made or old songs that you haven't heard because they haven't been overplayed on the radio it's a really great station and occasionally he does a little podcast on there too so it's kind of cool uh way cool snoopy that's mj nichols also was on the show with us thursday and then on tom's show saturday uh let's see i know levi's in there what's up levi that's narrow way narrow gate ministries little john's in the house karen carpenter what's up karen was on with tiger last night that was an excellent episode they did uh very interesting they did they do this addiction thing every month where they talk about different addictions and it's kind of like uh i don't know it's just 
talking about therapy and, you know, how you get past it and stuff like that. But they talked about cell phones. And that was quite interesting. I thought that was uh, very relevant in today's, you know, day and age. Uh, people are addicted to their cell phone. And uh, very good. If you get a chance, go check that out on the Angry Tigers Den um, on Rumble. Well, you can go to the Knights of the Storm website and find where, where to find him. Uh, see, Brian Taylor's in the house. What's up, Brian? Let's see if I'm missing anybody. Northern Cardinal. Hey, I seen you in guards chat, I think it was. Uh, just a minute ago. So good to see you here. That's really cool. And all right, I guess that's about it. That's everybody in the chat as of right now. So uh, I guess where we're going to start is I wanted to look at this EV stuff and where this comes from, uh, not really the EV stuff, but the materials that go into the big problem of the batteries, not just EVs, but green energy in general is a real problem because these batteries uh, they're catching fire. Uh, people don't want to buy the cars because the replacement cost is really, really high. And there's inherently a lot of problems. But uh, Deb sent me, um, well, I don't think she sent me the actual website or the, the, you know, like a link, but she said, look into this company. And I did. And this is kind of quite amazing because I'm actually kind of invested in uh, a company that was supposed to deal with this problem. And it's been boggling my mind why it hasn't. So let's look at it real quick. Let's see if this will work. Nope. StreamYard's being crazy again. All right, there we go. All right, so uh, this is what I came up with. I looked up this, this company. And it says, mining companies finalized joint venture to pursue copper nickel mines. And if you read down through here, let me jump over to the PDF version because I highlighted some stuff. So this polymet mining. It's been working for nearly two decades to develop the state's first copper nickel mine in north uh, northeastern corner of the state. And this is in Minnesota, I believe. I think it's Minnesota. Yeah. But anyway, um, I found this this um, kind of seemed like good news at first because right now we're getting 95 percent of this. The rare earth minerals are gotten from China. Now, it doesn't mean China, the, the continent or the, you know, the land mass because China's out all over the world mining this stuff, using child labor to do so as well. And we're, we got this huge, huge push for, you know, green this, green that, green everything. And it requires not just the batteries, but the solar panels. Everything requires this stuff that's apparently really, really hard to get. And it's, uh, it tears the land up. It's time intensive. It's a, it requires a lot of fuel if you're using, uh, you know, diesel vehicles and stuff, bulldozers. So it just seems like yeah, I, I've made the argument multiple times. I've made the argument. What do you get out of a, uh, you know, windmill or, or a solar panel? You know, what does it get over its lifetime? And then look at what goes into producing it. Is that a net loss? Uh, I would argue it may be. But it's even worse because you're destroying the land. And anyway, let's let's continue on. That's you can see me and uh, me and Angus Mustang talk about this all the time. So they closed a joint venture that two Canadian companies, and this is kind of crazy. Yeah, we're doing it here in the U.S., but guess what? It's a Canadian company. Uh, Canadian companies first announced last July to develop their deposit of copper, nickel, cobalt, platinum group metals on the northeastern edge of the Iron Range again in Minnesota 
Together, the two deposits contain more than 4 billion tons of potential mineral resources. And if you understand what that means, um, to get a small amount of this stuff, you have to like unearth massive, massive amounts of earth. It just completely destroys the earth uh, for this green dream, right? We, we've artificially created a demand for green stuff, whether it be lithium, uh, lithium ion batteries, windmills, solar panels, what have you. So they've created this de artificial demand. Um, and they're in, meanwhile, they're phasing out the old technology and forcing us into it. And we don't even get to keep the profits. We're going to tear our land up, but it's a Canadian company. And previous to that, we were going to China for this stuff. But you know how tensions are with China now, so they're looking into an alternative. Um, anyway, just note that, that this is a Canadian company. Uh, where was they at? Okay. Okay, yeah. Together, the two deposits contain more than 4 billion tons of potential mineral resources uh, that constitutes more than half of the known valuable metals in the Duluth complex, a rich ore body that stretches across northern northeastern Minnesota. Uh, and uh, also, right now, as of to date, I've only found that we're actually mining this stuff in one place in the U.S. That may have changed. Uh, the, the report I read was like a year ago. I know they were talking about doing it, I think, in Arizona. And uh, they were shut down because of EPA or probably a rare lizard or some stupid stuff like that. Um, but anyway, so new range copper nickel has potential to be a modern multi-generational uh, operation that will support North America's acceleration to carbon neutral. Again, carbon neutral, what does that mean? If uh, we're not going to use child labor here, so how many dump trucks are going to go in and out? You know, how many tons of earth do you have to like uh, process to get a small amount of this? Is it going to be worth it in the end when you use it for the final product? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, build a better quality of life for people. That would tell us, right? And diversity and create significant economic benefits for northern Minnesota and beyond. No, it's going to go to Canada. But anyway. Hey, Tom, what's up? I see you popped in the chat. And did I miss anyone else? No, it's Tom there. Okay, so here's what kind of cracked me up about this whole thing. So now China's a freaking problem, right? And we're saying we need to get these uh, materials here in the U.S. But they've so overregulated that they're kind of like hoisted by their own petard, as David would say. Three major permits uh, the mine needs to, remove, uh, to move forward are in limbo. The Federal Environmental Protection Agency has recommended that one of them, a wetlands permit, not be restrained. So now they, they're running into their own problems, you know, uh, overregulation, um, which I I would say they don't need to be doing this. And I'll get into that in a minute, why they don't need to be doing this, or at least not to the extent that they want to do to get away from China. And then there's another project they're looking at. Both projects seek to mine metals needed to build green technologies critical to the transition to carbon-free economy. It's not carbon-free. I don't know why they keep saying that. It's not carbon-free. President Joe Biden has pledged to develop a domestic supply chain of these materials. So there you go. Uh, in a nutshell, 
what's happening here is let me get this off the screen in a nutshell what's happening here is i think what we're seeing is we're pushing to this green technology too soon we don't have the batteries we don't have the materials uh, we've been relying on china for their cheap you know cheap products and then they go out elsewhere in the world they use child labor and that's how we can afford it even though it's already unaffordable this green energy is way way unaffordable uh it doesn't look to be like it's saving anything in the long term because of what it takes to get that material so i think it's a net loss but now if we start mining this stuff here at home we're going to tear up our land it's going to become vastly more expensive and the people who own the companies don't even they're not even united states companies this is a Canadian company. And we all know what, you know, Trudeau and all that Canada, they're all tied in with the world economic crap and all that. So I don't know. To me, it looks like a big money laundering scheme. And, uh, you know, since China's not playing ball anymore. Hey, Al, what's up? I see you're in the, in the chat. Um, good to see you, brother. Uh, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. And what I may do tonight, um, I may actually drop the uh, like an invite into the chat to see if anybody wants to come in and comment on this. Um, I'll get through it first, but uh, if you guys are interested in that, let me know. What's up, Brian? Uh, oh, Brian's mentioned the uniform. Um, yeah, I got ahead of myself. I have had way too much coffee, way too much coffee, so I'm a little hyper right now. But yeah, Brian, I know you didn't see when I started this show this year, this is a uh, Stargate SG-1 uniform that I put together for uh, Halloween one year. And that was the original, like when I started the show, this was kind of like the uniform, it's kind of the gimmick, you know, it's some kind of uniform. And then the badge here is uh, for Guard, because Guard gave us a really good shout out tonight. So I thought I'd wear the Star Trek badge in case I needed to beam out. So what's up, Tiger? Tiger's in the chat. Wow, we got a lot of folks in there. So anyway, let me try to keep on track here. Like I said, I put this together short notice. These were not topics I planned on covering, but they were relevant. So, um, okay. And uh, yeah, so one of the things I wanted to mention was this topic. And then the topic, the other topic I'm going to cover is kind of like they're pushing this stuff through because of the Israel stuff. Uh, this false dichotomy that i have to choose one side or another and they put us at odds with each other now that we're busy with that um and i would i would ar also argue with third is cbdc is probably the most critical thing right now um but going electric uh cbdc and then uh what else do we have i forget the last one man oh we'll keep going i'm sorry i, I am really off off uh, sorts today all right so let's see if i can get this back on screen the reason i wanted to talk about this was because i am invested in a company which i don't really do stock markets anymore uh but oh man this is really hard. uh i do still have a couple and one of my really thought was a good call was this uh lie cycle which is if you wanted the stocker uh, ticker it's l-i-c-y and i like this company because i saw they were going to push us into this green stuff and i thought well wow that's kind of neat um that uh this company found a way 
to recycle 95% of the stuff in the batteries. And looking at this mining problem and the reliance on China, I thought this is going to take off. And number one, it's good for the environment. If they're going to force us there anyway, can we not just uh, invest in this? So let me play real quick the video of what they do. And then we'll get into it. Blycycle's flagship hub facility, located in Rochester, New York, produces battery-grade materials from lithium-ion batteries to create a closed-loop supply chain. The Rochester hub is expected to be the first-of-its-kind facility in North America. It will use a sustainable hydrometallurgical process to be the first source of recycled battery-grade lithium carbonate. Built on more than 65 acres of land, with a total of 14 buildings, the Rochester hub and warehouse is expected to be the largest refinery of its kind in North America and Europe. The north end of the site includes a 275,000 square foot warehouse and administration building. The south end will have several process buildings that will recover battery grade lithium carbonate, nickel sulfate, cobalt sulfate, manganese carbonate, as well as copper sulfide. Lycycle's patented. Okay, so real quick. Um... You can see all of the the materials they just listed there. They can yank out of these old batteries. And we know now that the batteries, you know, is it $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 to replace one of these old batteries? They don't know what to do with them. Uh, but instead of taking this solution, and I'll show you their stocks in a minute, how I know they're not serious. They're absolutely not serious about green at all. It's a money laundering scheme. Uh, they could easily get their dependence off of China and take what we already have instead of digging up metric tons of earth to get a small amount of these materials. So just pointed out, just uh, pointed out that um, that the materials are there. We're just throwing them in a landfill. Let me keep going here. Process can recover up to 95% of battery grade materials, does not use high heat processing, has minimal air emissions, and minimizes wastewater. Lifecycle is making excellent progress. Okay, that's enough of that one. Um, but you get the point. So you can see why I thought this company would be a good bet. Um, when I pretty much bailed out of the stock market, I said, let me go ahead and jump in on this one because it's, you know, I don't like the stock market anyway, but I think that this company is going to be needed and it's going to be subsidized. So I might as well get some of my tax money back, right? No, it's not. Absolutely not. If they were serious about this, I'm going to show you right now. Uh, sorry, StreamYard's giving me a hard time lately as far as sharing screens and stuff. Not really sure why. There it is. So this is their, their holdings right now. And look, this is over the last five years. I think I bought in around seven bucks a share. And they're down to like what? Um... 237 actually my portfolio says it's down around a dollar right now so i don't know how current this is uh yeah dollar 32 here we go dollar 32 is the current price so think about this for a moment we heavily subsidized cylindra we heavily subsidized uh ge for uh wind power um we went through the list on one of the shows all these companies were millions and millions and millions of dollars went to these companies that either went bust or they're losing money and they need more government money. And a lot of this te technology requires these materials. Here we have all of these batteries we could be recycling. How come they're not subsidizing this? 
You know, can we stop digging for more material and stop relying on China? Why can't we do this? And the, the point of me bringing this up is because this is how you can tell they're not serious about the green agenda. This throws it right in their face to say, if you want to save the planet, re recover these materials. You know, you want to build your batteries, take the old ones that we can't use no more and let's make new ones. Let's not rely on China. You know, 95% of that, that material with the cobalt, the lithium, all that stuff that's in there can be pulled out. These guys have figured out how to do it. Yes, it's probably expensive. Oh, by the way, this is also a Canadian company. So um, kind of strange that it is. But uh, yeah, the, the recycling is a Canadian company and the mining is a Canadian company. So I guess it's just whoever donated more money gets the, the money from the government. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. See if we got any comments real quick. Um, yeah, and Karen says that they don't want EVs to succeed because they don't want a solution and they don't want you to have a car. That's the whole thing. Um, it was all a MacGuffin to grift a bunch of money because we have a problem that they created with the batteries. The cars need the batteries the batteries go bad um it would be real easy to say well the car can last longer if we can make an affordable battery and then you can just replace the battery but no eventually they want to to get us out of the car they want to get us in a 15-minute city uh we did a report on the ev tols which is a electric vertical takeoff and landing machines that's where it's going to come down it's going to come down to you're the scum living at the bottom on the streets in the 15-minute city and the elites are living in the penthouse and they fly these short range little, you know, quadcopter things, um, you know, from rooftop to rooftop. It's almost like Judge Dredd, you know, you get the block wars going on down here. I wish I had a clip for that. We get the block wars going on down here and they're up there eating caviar and never have to see us. And that's that's what it's going to come down to. That's what I'm pretty sure. Um, little John says no comment. I don't know what that means, John. Uh, how one big track and trace device EVs, you know, that is true. How I agree, everything's getting so smart now, you know, smart that uh, it will track and trace you. However, I don't think we're going to have EVs for very long, and they're going to say it's unsustainable. Um, okay, let me see where I was going with this. Uh, I looked at the stock, so yeah, uh just to kick it home and you know what i am going to throw the chat in here if anybody wants to or not to chat the invite if anybody wants to come in and comment on this on where you think this is going then let me know and if i see you pop in i will bring you up but the cost what's the cost of not recycling batteries and you know not mining it here for a much higher price well this is the cost this is what a, pre uh, not precious metals, a uh, rare earth materials mine looks like right here. This is just one. This isn't here in the U.S. Um, I forget where this is, but this not here in the U.S. One of the China owned ones. It looks like this. Look at that. Tell me this is green. Tell me this is green when we can be recycling batteries and, you know, if you, if you really wanted to make this happen and it's about being green, why are we doing this? And this is what it looks like. Look at that. Look at these children. 
those kids can't be more than four or five years old. And if you're listening, they got like some kind of a metal, looks like a half of an axle, and they're smashing little rocks into littler rocks to get these materials out. This is the cost of their green agenda. It just infuriates me. And Karen says, we will own nothing and go nowhere and be happy and eat the bugs. Um, and Tiger and I talked about this, I believe, uh, about the kids. We had some other pictures of just massive amounts of children, like stacked on top of each other. And that's that's where your your green agenda, your equity, your inclusivity, all this crap. That's what it is. So I'm going to pull that off the screen because I don't want to see it anymore. That's just disgusting. Remove that. All right. So, yeah, I know. I know, Tiger. Um, it's the same with war. It's it's all about money. With war, Tiger did one, and he's like, look at this. Look at this. He was talking about the cost of war. Look at the children that are killed, displaced, dismembered, blown up 20 years from now from a from an unexploded cluster bomb that we gave to somebody. Garbage. Anyway, sorry if I tried to go through that a little fast, but it's because I got some clips to play on this other topic. Um, if you want to jump in, please jump in uh, to talk on this topic. If not, I'm going to go ahead and jump on to the next, which is about what David covered today. Uh, David covered a revelation that, uh, like, basically, Pfizer, Moderna, all these vaccine companies. They knew that there was no efficacy or safety in the vaccine. We covered that in depth, got kicked off YouTube for it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's horrible because they lied to the American people. And I, and I wanted to kind of revisit something Handy and I did. And I got some clips here. I'll start with the David clips, what he covered, and then I'll uh, pause for a second to comment on it and then we'll go into the the show that handy and i did not the full show i kind of clipped the piece out and um i don't know i want to know do we have the right to go after these people for fraud for flat out fraud because that that's not covered the fraud portion is not covered under their prep act or whatever it is their immunity that they get for vaccine injuries um yeah, you do a vaccine, uh, it's properly tested, you put it out, people get injured, okay, you're covered. But when you flat out lie to people about the numbers, you lie about uh, the dangers, no, that, that doesn't cover them. So I think we should enforce, in full force, anyone who has gotten the vaccine should sue them. Anyone who knows somebody, a family member that got the vaccine should sue them. Will you get anything? Probably not. They'll push everything into a shell company like Johnson & Johnson did with their baby powder. And they'll just declare bankruptcy on that company. But at least they'll be shut down and they could stop this nonsense. Um, Bride, Bride Mac, hey, welcome to the chat. Yeah, we talked about the, the metals a little bit. I kind of went over it real fast. Um, but uh, you can always replay it, right? <laughs> anyway, let me play what David showed today. And it's kind of a revelation. Well, let's see. We have Kim.com, uh, Kim.com, uh, putting out the Pfizer contract that has now come out of South Africa. He said, uh, the secret vaccine purchase agreement that South Africa signed with Pfizer has been released. Uh, here's what it looks like. They highlighted that down at uh, the bottom. And, um, he says, uh, uh, so they, they point out 
it's got unknown efficacy, unknown adverse effects, unknown long-term effects, and you will not hold us uh, responsible for this. As a matter of fact, uh, you're going to, uh, you know, hold us uh, harmless and um, you're going to have um, uh, things set aside for us outside of your country even. Sorry, I was muted there. All right, so uh, I got Harland in and we just saw what David showed. Let me bring Harland and see what he thinks about it, if he has any comments on the, the digging up of the the metal stuff or uh the green agenda and then we can keep going with the vaccine stuff harlan how you doing brother all right you caught me in the middle of a store here i thought you'd be playing a longer clip with david oh i could play the next one i got another clip if you want to yeah yeah uh, give me a minute okay i'm just going to mute you or you can mute yourself or whatever i'll, I'll mute myself okay all right. So anyway, I'll go ahead and play the second clip. Uh, uh, basically, he's revealing that they knew there was no safety and efficacy whatsoever. And they made sure that that was in the disclaimer when they, they sold this stuff overseas. But what did they tell us over and over and over again? By the way, can't we sue the media? Can we sue them for lying to us? You know, or are they just going to say, well, we were just saying what they said, whatever. No, no, let's let's continue on to the next one. As purchaser acknowledgement, purchaser acknowledges that the vaccine and materials related to the vaccine and their components and constituent materials are being rapidly developed due to the emergency circumstances of COVID-19 pandemic and will continue to be studied after provision of the vaccine to purchaser under this agreement. Is that what we were told? We were told it was all tested and it was all good. No, no. Purchaser further acknowledges that the long-term effects and the efficacy of the vaccine are not currently known. But wait a minute. Six days after the election, Pfizer said it's completely 100% safe and it's 90% effective. And then eight days later, they said uh, we're 94.5% effective after Moderna said ours is 94%. Uh, so... The long-term effects and the efficacy of the vaccine, they said, are not known. All right, so there they just admitted that they don't know the long-term effects. Now, here we are, what, a year, year and a half into, like, the massive amount of people out there getting vaccinated. And now we kind of do know the long-term effects. And that's why I wanted to bring in what we talked about, was it? think not last saturday maybe the saturday before with handy because he he brought up a database that i was unaware of and it's kind of relatively new and we could actually start peeling apart some of these numbers and uh what this database tracks uh, i'll put it up there up front and i threw it into excel and made it make a graph for me and all that what it basically tracks is it tracks excess deaths which of course they want the excess deaths because they can blame it on covid inadvertently what they accidentally did i guess is they they tracked actual what's attributed to covid i won't call them covid deaths they died with a positive pcr test or they um died with a clinical diagnosis but they still say okay these were covid well if you do the subtraction you say okay these are our excess deaths which are really crazy high in all the western nations that are on this vaccine bug um, and not 
absolutely not in the you know non-vaccinated third world countries that said get out of here we don't want this stuff they're doing okay we're kind of sucking right now and of course they're going to say it's because of covid uh, but you take those COVID numbers away and then you have unaccounted for excess deaths. And those, in my opinion, and from what a lot of doctors have uh, observed, are from side effects of this. I mean, we were talking about, uh, I mean, how many movie stars and, and singers and athletes have died in the past 24 months or the past 12 months even? Uh, it's unprecedented. So, hey, Harlan, what's up, man? I see you're unmuted. Are you good to go? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm good to go now. Okay. Um, yeah, d before we go on with this, did you have anything to add to the EV stuff I, or the metal mining stuff? I know I kind of tried to go through it fast. Uh, it's because I have a really long clip I got to play here. And I'm trying to train myself to keep this at an hour uh, because of, uh, freeworld.fm's coming out, and I got to try to train myself to stay in that hour time frame, you know. But uh, what are your thoughts on whatever we talked about so far? Well, about the mining and the stuff in northern Minnesota, mm -hmm. uh, I would assume, best I can remember, I think that Iron Mountain Range is actually up there next to Canada because I've been to Iron Mountain. Minnesota it's close. Before. It's very close. I looked it up on on Google Maps. It's very very close. And it's it's way up there. Mm -hmm. I got northeastern Minnesota, but um, yep. Exactly. You know, I just you know it's it's just something else. It's just making money off of something. You know, uh, we we've got the problem and the solution, and you've got people that gets into it. You know, trying to make a dollar. <clears throat> Me personally, I think out of all this go green stuff, the main thing for is you know the average person you know, that would be probably be listening to this show. I think the solar has come along good enough to where it's getting where it's more attainable and more affordable, just if nothing else to have a, a backup for the average person to have a little bit of energy independence. Yeah, I, I want to touch on something. Hey, I see Chris join the chat. What's up, Chris? Good to see you, brother. Um, you, you mentioned something that was, uh, it kind of got my brain going. They had the problem and the solution. And that exactly answers why this battery recycling company that seems to be the answer to all of our problems is failing because that's not the solution they want. You know, that, that just shows it's a big grift. It's a big grift for money. Um, I guess who donated to whatever campaign or whatever. And they're going to funnel our taxpayer dollars into these companies that will eventually fail, you know like Solyndra. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, it looks like to me that it's kind of proved out that, um, you know, as far as the solar stuff goes, that it looks like the only thing that's really sustainable right now with the technology at hand is basically, you know, on small individual levels. It doesn't look like the solar farms are really, you know, coming up with a net positive because, you know, like a lot of these windmills and stuff, there's so much cost that goes into them. The net positives is low, you know, mm -hmm. if you compare it overall. Or just what did I've saw in my opinion. Uh, it just looks like to me that the solar is something that, you know, that could probably turn into something just like we're that in my lifetime, not everybody had central wire and heat, and now most people does. 
I think under the right conditions and if it's, you know, if it stays affordable, especially gets cheaper for folks that's got medium and small size houses that uh, the solar could, you know, get almost as common as central air and heat was, you know, in the next five to 10 years is what central air, <coughs> excuse me, the, uh, it could become as common as what that was, you know, 25, 30 years ago where, Everybody may not have it in a lot of places, but a lot of people does. And I've seen a lot of, you know, pushback and, you know, kind of stonewalling folks that's been trying to ease in to solar power from, you know, local utility companies. And, you know, heard a lot of talk about that. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you, I, I was thinking about doing the solar um, back in Colorado and I opted out of it. Because I knew, uh, you know, being military, I'd have to sell the house. And I didn't know if that obligation would stick with me or if it would go on to the, the home buyer. And, uh, you know, I found out later for, from some people that had done that, that, yeah, it would go to the home buyer, but it would be part of the whole contract. And if they didn't want it, it could mess up the home sale. So I'm glad I didn't do it. And then recently, uh, a month or two ago, I was out visiting my mom and stepdad out in Iowa where they have a homestead. And they have a really nice solar array. You know, they they bought off on that because they're trying to get off of anything society-wise whatsoever. They're trying as much as they can. I think it's 32. I think it's 32 panels they have. They're big panels. And they said it was they really, really regret it. <laughs> because it's uh, you know, the numbers they give you are the most optimistic. Uh, considering that it's sunny every single day in the midst of summer yep. when it's the longest and, you know, the right temperature, because, you know, temperatures affect those things, how they operate. Uh, you know, they had some, I think they had some damage. Yeah, they had one damaged by hail. Uh, you know, is your homeowner's insurance going to cover that? And if they do, how many times will they cover that until they say no or raise your rates? Uh, I just don't see that, you know, with their numbers being the most optimistic, in the best conditions, I still don't see them what it takes to produce one getting out of that before it doesn't work. I mean, they only last for so many years. It's like an exponential curve on, you know, they work really good for 10, 15 years, and then they start, you know, not putting so much out. And then it just goes down, downhill from there. So I don't know. That's, I, I like the idea of solar for something small, maybe a, a camper rv but not for an entire home uh, maybe you could do with it with a generator down. generator backup yeah. maybe yeah you, you would definitely have to have that uh to me from what that i've saw it's according on how big your house is now we're talking about staying down you know i mean some of the stuff i've seen you're looking at the time you get the tax credit back around 12 13 000 to get something that would handle a thousand to 1300 square foot home maybe a little bit bigger. Uh, here again, I, you know, we'd be here in the air trying to explain all of it, but I have seen that we're like a smaller house, really nothing more bigger than that, to where you could set a system up that would, you know, more or less stay in check, you know, panel go out here, battery go out there, and the batteries are getting so much better. Uh, Q-Cell is one that's becoming a, a very big company, and I think a lot of their stuff will interchange. But, you know, if you've got something massive, and if especially if you're up north, 
um, one thing I'd like to add, you know, I was also counting, you know, everything up and having like gas for basically for most of your heat, propane gas. Yeah, I think if you're going to sit there and like, you know, if you're going to live in Iowa, hell, even in East Tennessee and run central air and heat through the complete winter every day, I think that's going to be a negative. But if you're just trying to run some air conditioning and, you know, refrigerators, your regular lights, I, th- I think that's where, you know, it's all at. Well, and, and going back to the, the main topic, and I know I blew through it and we're, we're probably going to run over because this is actually really good to talk about. The main topic was uh, how it's all a MacGuffin because, you know, they have a solution right okay. now. The, the, the batteries are the problem. Okay. The batteries are the problem because theoretically – and this is how it works. Uh, they don't really want you to have a battery solution in your home because what they want to do is they want to take that energy you're not using during the day when you're you're probably at work and your TV is not on, you're not charging your electric vehicle, your lights aren't on, um, you're not using as much. It's not peak hours. So you're producing this electricity. I just want to throw one more thing in here just in case my, my phone cuts out, Jason. I, okay. I hate to you know, cut you off, but I, this, I think, is a really good point. Go ahead. Um, I think I lost you. All right, we'll give you a second, uh, Harlan. I got MJ's getting ready to hop in, it looks oh, like. Okay, there you go. No, there, I got you. Yeah, got let you. let me ahead. throw this in here, and, and I'll back out and give it to MJ. Because I'm, I pull that going down the road. Now, to me, uh, solar panels being energy independent is like homeschooling. I know it's not for everybody, but if you're tied into the grid, it's like homeschooling. If you're tied into the state or something other, you're not doing homeschooling. You're doing school at home. I, you know, you're not yep. energy independent if you're controlled into a grid or tied to a local electric company. Only as you know something. For a backup, totally off the grid is the only way I do solar. I would not get tied in with the local utility guy. Well, and and that's a good point. Um, uh, if you if you cut yourself from the grid, you actually get charged. Uh, and MGM Grand went to go complete solar, and they got sued by the power company there in Vegas. And uh oh, yeah, we lost Harlan. Anyway, uh. They, they got sued by the power company and the power company said, Hey, you can't, you can't cut yourself from us. And they're like, we can. And they're like, no, because we spent X amount of million of dollars to put the infrastructure in for you. And that gets paid over time. You know, when you pay your electric bill every month, a little bit of that goes to pay for the money we've already put into the infrastructure to support you. So you can't just get it and then cut it off and be like, you're stuck with the bill. Uh, so they, uh, the power company won that lawsuit and, um, I don't know if MGM went ahead and paid that and then went hundred percent solar or whatever, or if they just said, okay, screw it, we'll just do a hybrid system. But the point is that they don't want you off of the grid. Uh, they don't want you to have a battery backup. Um, if they did, if, if they really was looking for a solution, then they'd be looking into recycling these old batteries. Uh, an affordable way to reproduce new ones, but they're not. They, they're going to come from China with slave labor, or they're going to try and get it here. And it's going to be, you know, with our, our labor rates and stuff, it's going to be ridiculously expensive. 
but anyway, MJ is trying to get in. I don't know why it says device is not connected, MJ. So I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I digress. Let's see if there's any comments here while we're seeing if that comes up for MJ. Um, oh, and what I was also going to say is uh, the the way solar works is that most systems are a hybrid system where you're feeding into the grid all day. So the power company is using you. They're using your investment uh, to sell that power to somebody else. And it's during the day when you're not using much. But when peak hours come and the sun goes down, you're not making your own electricity. So now you got to buy it back from the power company at peak cost. Now, are you going to come out ahead? Yeah, they work it out to where you're producing more than you're going to use in a 24-hour given period. But um, at the end of the day, those they're basically selling your power to somebody else. Uh, if you have a battery, then you could take that power and store it. And then at night, you can use your own power. They don't want that. That That's why they're not looking into this battery recycling stuff. And the only reason I even want to talk about this is because what Deb brought up with the, the you know, lithium mining and, and cobalt mining that they're trying to do here. And I'm like, why are they doing that when we have a solution already? And they're not going after this solution. And I know how their stocks are doing. I know how the company's doing. Like, we're not serious about a solution. We're serious about making a problem and making your solution. You know, just like COVID and uh, power to the people. All right, Al. Nice. Um, okay. While I'm waiting on, uh, while I'm waiting on MJ to see if his stuff will connect, I'm going to go ahead and play, uh, going back to the COVID MacGuffin. I want to play uh, this, this clip with me and Handy. And, oh, wow. I knew I was going to go over an hour, even though I tried to rush through it. Um, it's going to go over an hour, but. Hopefully MJ will be in by the time this is done and we could talk about it. But again, um, they knew that this thing wasn't effective. Um, and what Handy and I pulled apart, I want you to really watch this. Uh, we can tell that there are excess deaths that are not COVID related, not COVID related. So what are they from? So we're talking about fraud here. We have documentation that there's fraud. Uh, Pfizer's own documentation, that's what got us banned from YouTube because we just read what they said. We read what they said about, you know, myocarditis, pericarditis in children, um, breastfeeding mothers, pregnant women. They didn't have any data on this stuff. Well, they knew about the, the young uh, children, especially boys, having these heart problems. They knew about that. They didn't disclose that. They said it was safe and effective. Uh, they didn't have any data whatsoever on breastfeeding women um but they said it was safe and effective now we have documentation saying that they have no idea of the safety and efficacy so that's fraud right there now if we can link in that this potentially caused millions of deaths you know I, the data we have is just the u.s alone so extrapolate that out if you will and see how many potential million or two million deaths you know trump claimed that he saved millions no he did not. I'm going to go ahead and play it, and um, I'll sit back, uh, and I'll read the comments and chat a little bit, and hopefully MJ will come in. So here you go. Tell us about this. You sent me this video. Uh, what's his <clears throat> guy's name again? John Campbell? Yeah, John Campbell. So John Campbell's an interesting case for me because back in 2020, when all this COVID mess 
started making the, you know, the, well, everybody here, we all watched the news. We all saw it happen. John Campbell was one of the bigger pushers of the COVID mess. You know, he was pushing the, the virus. He pushed the masks. He pushed the shots. But he started digging into the data, you know, after the fact. And back in 2020, I don't know, 2022 or so, I kind of on a whim, just went and started watching some of his videos again, see where he's at now. Apparently, he got banned on YouTube for saying the wrong thing, and that woke him up a little bit. Now, from what I understand, John Campbell still um, may not be 100% on the origin of the virus or even what it is. Um, but he is presenting great data on the vaccine and the effects. So what he's done is he's, um, well, one of his latest videos was a video on this coalition of nations, 16 or 17 different nations. I think David referenced a different story referencing the same study. But what it does goes through all these different 16, 17 different nations, and it lists week by week um, and age group by age group excess death rates. And what we're seeing, I think, I think it begins in 2015 and goes till present. I, I did notice uh, playing with the database, though, it, it starts 2015 up to current. But mm -hmm. there's really, for most of the stuff you try to filter, there's no data prior to, I know that they know what the average excess, uh, maybe they just haven't filled that, you know, backfilled that data yet. Because um, the, what, and just to let people know, what this database does is it's tracking excess deaths. And then it also has um, how many excess because of COVID. And we did, we did something interesting with that. We're going to show you in a minute. But uh the average, I think the, the documents you found said that this is a five-year average. So when they talk right. about the excess, um, this is how many based off of what we expect to see over, you know, from the last five years. And so it breaks it down by whole number and then percentage uh, above or below um, the, what they expect to see. So I don't know, do, should I just play a little bit of it so people yeah, can Yeah, play a little it? bit. It'll, it'll, it'll explain it a little better than what we're doing. Okay, I'm going to go up full screen. Let me know if you get an echo because uh, I can mute myself. All right. I'm going to pause it right there before it gets to the meat of it. Cause Brian Taylor has joined us and he had something he wanted to add. Um, hey, is handy in here? Oh, he's, it's all handy on the, on the screen. All right. What's up, Brian? How you doing tonight? Hey, Jason. So with regards to the fraud from your point about how they knew the efficacy, um, was not there and then they knew the heart damage mm -hmm. that seems the way to go if you're gonna sue for fraud but the fraud about the contamination might not work and i think it was last night i asked in guards chat and a comment about you know the eua and they didn't have to adhere to clinical trial standards and whatnot and guard didn't think it was and but i last night i went to the articles that i had read about it um and found it and the person who i saw talk about it is is at Bailiwick News on Substack, and she put an article today out about it, and she's uh, quoting from the authorization for medical products for use in emergencies, and it says, with respect to emergency use of a product for which an authorization under this section is issued, whether an approved product or unapproved product, use of an approved product, the secretary may waive or limit to the extent appropriate given applicable circumstances described in subsection B. Um, and it says 
requirements regarding current good manufacturing practice, otherwise applicable to manufacturing, processing, packing, or holding of products subject uh, to regulation under this chapter. So, and it says um, further down, quoting from that, it says, in general, the secretary may, when circumstances of domestic military or public health emergency or material threat described in subsection A1C, so warrant authorized with respect to an eligible product, deviations from current good manufacturing practice requirements, otherwise applicable to manufacturing, processing, packaging, or holding of products subject to regulation under this chapter. So basically what it's saying is they're exempt from these good from manufacturing. manufacturing yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not talking about going after them for, you know, like uh, Japan found the little particulates in there. Uh, and, and that would be a really hard case to prove liability because it was rushed out at warp speed. And they're going to have to say, well, we had to do it and we were given immunity because of this exact reason. But when you have them in their documents saying that it is this percentage effective and safe, and I don't, they say safe, but what does safe mean? Is it safe for 10% of the people, 90%? They don't say what that means. But then they turn around and have other documentation for another country that says we don't know what it is. That right there is the angle I think we got to take, that they lied to the American people. They lied to many nations. And so then that's the fraud piece. And then the next piece of this, when we pick up the clip again, is going to show um, that it's, po it's possible to prove that people died because of their fraud. That's how we shut them down. Right. Any which I'm. Fraud, I agree. What I'm trying to point out is like the current lawsuit that out is out is the SV40 contamination. Yeah. And so under the good manufacturing, it seems like they might be able to exempt themselves. So I'm I think they with will. you trying to say they need mm -hmm. to focus on the lying about the efficacy, the yes. lying about the safety. That's where the real fraud is. And, you know, the contamination, this, the, which is a real issue, but it seems that they're exempt. And that, you know, that could be a ploy, too, if you think about it. If they if they do this lawsuit, um, I think about double jeopardy, not getting tried twice. Right. Um, if they do this lawsuit based on something they know they could potentially beat. And they win. Can we then come back again? Right. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of my concern about mm -hmm. this. You know, that's why I kind of want to mention that, because it seems like we're focusing on something they might be exempt from. We should really focus on the lied damages you know yeah the damage fraud they lied about yeah it's intentional fraud and then you know so you fraud you, you defrauded people what does that mean okay yeah we lied a little bit whatever but if you can prove that it caused people to die or to have injuries for life and, and these numbers that me and handy get into that's just deaths that's just deaths that doesn't talk about lifelong injuries paralysis uh guillain beret all these other things that come with it you know, having seizures. Uh, anyway, uh, let me go ahead and play the rest of it, uh, and then we'll we'll talk some more. So I'm gonna throw it up. All right. Um, okay. Now, to begin with, this is the uh, this is the data here from the um, United Kingdom from the OECD. Now, this is the first week of the year, so that's up to January the seventh. That's up to January the fourteenth, twenty first. So they're the weeks of the year. 
And these numbers here are the excess deaths. So 3,123 excess deaths, 4,164 excess deaths, 22.5%, 26.4%, 19.8%. And we see this all the way through the year. Deaths being above what we would expect, apart from slightly below on week 10, slightly below on week 14, and slightly below on week uh, 429. But otherwise, all the other weeks where there's data, this is basically up to week 30, which is roughly the end of July, 36,316 excess deaths. It is clear the excess deaths were not limited to 2021, 2022. They are carrying on in all right, let's uh, talk about this for a minute. So let me get him off there. Uh, so the numbers he was showing, and you're still muted, Handy, just to let you know. Okay. Um, yeah. So the number he's showing that was for uh, not for the U.S. What was that particular? And he that does, was the UK. Yeah, the UK. So if you watch the whole video, I'm not going to um, steal this man's intellectual property. You know, we're just mm -hmm. using. I'm going to skip ahead here a little bit. Let's see what we got. I wanted to show the charts for the U.S. numbers. Um, or here we go. I think it's right here. Here we go. Let's, let's start it here and see what we got. Uh, database that was talked about. So under these different, uh, things you can look at, uh, they have all kinds of categories. So they're tracking a lot more than just excess deaths. That's just one of the things they track. So that falls under the COVID-19 health indicators. Okay, it makes sense, right? So they, they break that down. You could see the excess death by week. That's total excess death. And then you can see the COVID deaths by week. But what's missing from here um, is how much of those excess deaths are not COVID. That, that's the elephant in the room for me right there. You're talking about excess deaths. Let's scare, scare me with some big numbers. And then uh, look at how much is because of COVID. Well, I did the thing that they didn't do. And I did, I did some simple subtraction. Uh, so you can see here, I imported this. This is just the United States now. And uh, right here, this is weeks, this year, weeks one through 30. Now, now this is just uh, real quick, just to reiterate, this is only the first 30 weeks of this year. And uh, you can see that the, the line that is on a downward trend is actually what they blame on COVID. And then the middle line is the unaccounted for. And then the upper line is total excess deaths. So, which is, uh, and this is above the average. So above the five year, I think we determined it was five year average. So it's quite a bit, uh, I'll keep it going. And you can see there's not a single negative number in there. And then I also included percentages because um, I, don't, I don't know if this number is per capita or it's a solid number, I don't know. But the percentages are important because that's what we would expect to see um, at any given you know, five year period. Uh, then here's the ones from COVID-19 in this next column here. Uh, here's the percentages. And then I just did the simple math. Um, Excel did it for me, so I didn't make a mistake. This is the non-COVID. So this is for some other reason. We don't know what it is. I'm sure they'll end up saying it's from long COVID uh, or something COVID-related. But right now, these we don't know what these extra deaths are because of. Um, and this is the percentages. So I went ahead and graphed them out over here. I'll zoom in a little bit. Uh, so this year is total excess death, the light blue. You can see excess death numbers. Um, and then the COVID. Now, 
the COVID is almost down to negligible. So is that because they're not PCR testing or they're just understanding? But there's a real concerning number is this dark blue line. This is the ones that aren't accounted for. We have no idea what these people are dying from. And it kind of jives. Okay, I think we get the point of, of the report. Um, so that that holds true. I think the U.S. was one of the worst ones, but it's the same in all the uh, the Western nations that, that got all these jabs and stuff and they pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. Basically, if you're part of the, you know, the UN, the World Economic Forum, this group of countries that are kind of pushing the same agenda, they're seeing the same thing. And John Campbell broke it down. He actually did it by multiple countries. Um, I focused on the U.S. on that one. But uh, what do you think? You think there's a case to be made to say, look, your own data says that the COVID deaths are down uh, so you can't blame, uh, blame the excess deaths on COVID anymore. Um, you know, motorcycle crashes and, you know, people fall out of an airplane and their parachute don't open, but you're going to blame it on COVID. Uh, you can't do that anymore. And then it's got to be something else. And then you turn around and look at the, their own data now, their own admission that they didn't know the safety. They didn't know the long-term effects. Can we make that legally? Can we make that gap? to say that they are responsible for these deaths and, and shut them down? What do you think? I think if you got an honest court that, yes, you can um, do that. Cause you know, I've heard like the injury, there's heart attacks, there's turbo cancers. I've heard, mm -hmm. you know, from friends of family and stuff, you know, heart attacks out of nowhere. Some people getting cancers out of nowhere. Like it just seems to be, this seems to be the real epidemic of all these vaccine injuries. And it's like, they, they know about it. They hit. They try to hide it. They ha have these contracts with other countries about not knowing efficacy and whatnot. And you know, so I would think if there's an honest court to be had, then yeah, you could get them, uh, get them on fraud because it's it's obviously fraud. And even if it's not fraud, it's immoral. It's they're hurting people, and it was done maliciously. You know, that's what I think. Yeah. And, and going back and the reason I wanted to do these two subjects together, and I know I kind of blew through, I didn't do the best job, but I kind of blew through that whole mining thing is because as Harlan very eloquently stated, they have the problem and the solution. And we already can see with that aspect of it, when it comes to this green energy crisis, if we don't have storage, we don't have storage. Well, we have a solution that works, but they're not putting money towards it. The money's going elsewhere. Um, they they have their problem and their solution, and that's the same with this vaccine. They, and I would I would just uh, speculate that um, you know if there even is a virus, because I think it was just the seasonal flu. But they already had the solution, and there was never going to be anything else. We see the same thing. You know, there is no recycling batteries for the materials that we already have. And it's cheaper and, and more efficient to do that. No, we have to go buy it from China. Oh, now we got problems with China. Now we got to dig it up ourselves and we got to pay Canada because Canada's got the company. We're going to give them our property to make money so we can funnel the money from the taxpayer, subsidize it into Canada so that Canada then puts it down to their, you know, their donations or however they get the money, speaking fees or however they get it to these politicians. And that's exactly what happened with the vaccine. They, you know, they had the solution already. And as somebody pointed out in the chat, you know, uh, Trump is not the father of the vaccine. It was Malone. Yes, it was Malone, even though he's trying to walk it back. Um, this and has been out for like 20 years. 
they they needed to find a problem to offer this solution. Ivermectin was no good. Uh, hydroxychloroquine, uh, HCQ was no good. They, they had to discredit everything to get their predetermined solution. That has to be a case for fraud. And if you could prove these people died because of it or lifelong injuries because of it, I think these people should be strung up. You know, I'm, I'm not advocating for violence. I'm just saying locked up, lock them up, shut the companies down, try to compensate the families as much as possible and make sure it never happens again. Okay. That's my, uh, and the, the shutting down during COVID of these uh, other treatments like ivermectin and hydroxy, it seemed to be they were doing that so they could get their EUA immunity because yes, uh, you exactly. can't have the EUA if there's other products that um, are already safe and effective and out that can be like relabeled to, to the sickness. So Well, that's that's why the one that was approved and, and that was going to be the next fight for me if they disapproved my religious exemption, right? My next fight was going to be what, uh, I think it was some Navy people uh, or, or Marines or something did that, um, where they said, okay, uh, you have this thing that's now approved, fully approved, and you're going to force the military to take it, and there's nothing we can do about it, except it's not available in the U.S. There's a reason it wasn't available in the U.S. They already invested all this money in this, you know, theoretical you know untested crap and it's out there we have to use it up and sell it but we can't sell it if we have something else do you see that that's exactly what they did that's why it wasn't made available here and uh going back to the lockdowns um this is one big scam that like a lot of people made out uh look at closing down all the mom and pops you know but big box was allowed to stay open Amazon made money, um, Grubhub, all these big, you know, nationwide things made all this money and everyone else, you know, I don't know, good luck, I guess. Right. Yeah. And then they had the apartment people, they weren't able to charge their tenants rent, and, but they still had to pay mm -hmm. their loans and then they foreclosed and then companies like BlackRock come and buy up the property. And yep. Totally. Yeah. I mean, good luck trying everywhere to collect during the lockdown. It was yeah. ridiculous. Good luck trying to collect your um, six months worth of rent from somebody who hasn't worked for the entire six months. Right. And the bank, maybe you can get off not having to pay the bank that mortgage payment. But when that time is up, they want all that money right now. You think you're going to get that from your tenant? No, uh, right. they they and really did. It was biggest, biggest wealth transfer in history, in human history. So anyway, sorry, and man. And then another way. So they had the Cormorati one in, Cormorati, I think it's yeah. like in England, but then the BioNTech named one was the clinical trial. And so it's legally distinct. So there might also be a way for fraud that way to say, look, you clinically trialed the BioNTech one. Then you released the Cormorati stating it was safe because of this. So there could also be a way to get fraud, some type of fraud lawsuit done that way, I would, I would think. Yeah, I got a couple good comments in here. So Audi MRR, Modern Retro Radio, he says, God doesn't want our bodies. He wants our soul and no vax can destroy that. Um, I would say to that, Audi, if it comes down to like, let's just look at it as a mark of the beast. They want you to voluntarily take something um, to not trust in God. That's that's how I base my exemption on that. that I'm going to trust in God and not uh, trust in man to you know, mess up God's blueprint. 
uh, there's there's something to that where you have to like opt into it and uh i don't know and then narrow way he says uh and this is true all shots are being converted to mrna technology flu pneumonia uh tetanus no yes um they've already talked about uh, and i think we covered this at one point they're trying to make the annual flu shot they're trying to mix in a covid booster with it and that's baby steps into like you're going to continually get this gene therapy is what it is and it's that's come out that that's true you know it's it's messing with your uh your your dna and wasn't it the was it the annual flu shot that they were tried to make the mrna vax with first but then they kept failing with the ferret studies i think the high oh yeah they've i don't think they've ever had any um long-term successful tests on animals right with MRA. but now yeah. because of the covid vax they can move forward with that and mm-hmm. so it's all corrupted yeah. yeah and and i even had my my doc told me uh when i was still in he thought this was amazing technology and he said that uh, i don't know what papers he reads i know he was a really really smart guy um he's literally got a degree in this stuff he wasn't one of these army folks that just kind of like like a like a medic or something he was an actual doctor and he was just amazed with the technology and he says oh yeah everything's going to this he's like in the future everything will be mrna that's that's the future of medicine and uh that kind of was a red flag to me right there because i trusted him uh of course he wanted me to get the shot but he also um i guess he kind of supported my religious exemption so he, he didn't really give me a hard time about it now i had other doctors that did uh, they called me a freeloader, pretty much a piece of garbage, and I was going to kill grandma and all this other stuff. Uh, but he didn't do that. And 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 um, he was a smart dude. I trusted him. And he basically said, yeah, all, all medicines go into this. It's coming. It's the future. So be aware of that, folks. Uh, all right, Harlan. Livestock. You know, that's he just said livestock uh, lives. Um they're also doing our uh, our food now. They're putting this mRNA in in the food as far as shots for animals. And I seen something. Maybe you know more about this. Than me. Somebody had told me, or didn't tell me. They they mentioned it in someone's chat that if you ingest the mRNA, um, that your body will break it down, break the proteins down, so it won't put the the mRNA in you. So I don't. Do you know anything about that? I've heard, I remember I kind of, when I was on and we talked about the nanotech, I kind of mentioned that because they put that in other stuff like chemtrails and stuff they spray. And there seems to be a difference um, that when you like you ingest it, mm-hmm. it seems you're, there's mechanisms that potentially from what I've seen, I don't really know from stuff I've read. Yeah, I'm going to have to look to protect yourself. Like it can break it down easier, but when it's like actually injected into the yeah. cells, then your body has like a harder time um yeah getting rid of it but i'm i'm not really sure it's just that's what i've seen read from a couple stuff well the one thing that that has me thinking that might not be true uh is because they're they're done studies and they've done it where they can grow the mrna in cabbage and lettuce Uh, and the the reason for this for this research and it's kind of funny because you know mrna wasn't really a thing and the cold storage problem wasn't a thing when they first did this research. So it tells you that there was some prior planning. Um, why would they spend all that money? And Gates was involved in the funding for this, by the way, 
and he became the largest farm owner in America. Uh, kind of odd. But uh, why would they do all that research and figure out how to do something that doesn't work? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I don't know. It's uh, one of those things. I'll have to do some more research into yeah. it. Yeah, I would still, you know, stay away from stuff that has like food that has the mRNA or yeah. whatever. Hundred percent. Um. Anyway, well, I, I think we're gonna wrap it up. I I tried to keep it under an hour, folks, but we ran over a little bit. I'm sorry if I went a little fast, but I'm like I said, I'm trying to train myself to do an hour and not more or less. So, um, before we go and get final thoughts. Where is it? Uh, Chris Graves was in the chat. And I guess he started his own uh, rumble for a new show or something. So, you know what? Let me paste it in here real quick. Give me one sec, folks. Um, oh, cool. That that looks familiar. <laughs> All right. Let me go ahead and uh, pop it up here on the screen. It's probably going to screw me over because StreamYard's been weird lately. Um. Yep, there it goes. Okay. So I guess he's got his own rumble now and uh, he needs some followers because to do live, you have to have so many followers. So if you're a fan of Chris Graves, pop over here and follow him. And uh, you know what? Let me copy and paste this into a, uh, into a banner so you all can write it down. And uh, while I'm doing that, go ahead and give me your final thoughts on the topic and then we'll get the heck out of here. Yes. So what I said about the good uh, manufacturing practices, I just want to mention that because if we really want to get at the fraud, we need to get after stuff that is like seemingly more possible. And I wanted to put that out there. So, you know, just get out there and people could have that information out so we could get at a real fraud case that if, you know, the current one doesn't work at getting these people accountable. And the real fraud seems to be with Lying about efficacy, lying about uh, mm -hmm. bad side effects, and hopefully these people can get tried and convicted of fraud. But we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> hey, uh, MJ, it's on the screen. Um, I don't know if you're listening because MJ drives. Uh, that's way cool, Snoopy. If you need that, just hit me up, and I'll uh, I'll be able to email it to you or text it to you or something. But yeah, I think the 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 reason I really really wanted to talk about this tonight because it's fresh you know it's right off hot off the presses david covered it he did a great job covering how there's no no doubt whatsoever that the people were lied to there's no doubt okay now we got to make that link between okay fraud because what they get fraud they you know they get sued they pay some fine to the government you know if you can prove that that the fraud caused death that's like homicide and that's what needs to happen. These people need to be held fully accountable for what they've done for money, the love of money. They did it and they continually lied, continually lied. They're continuing to do it. They're still trying to do it. Um, these people have to be stopped, man. And that's why I wanted to talk about this tonight. And I'm glad you came on to talk to me about it. Uh, so there's, um, there's a, There could also be something done where it's, you know, because the way we got these products is government cut the red tape so that the companies could rush a product that was untested, which ended up killing people to market. So there's like there has to be something in a legal way to, to get these people. You know, there. this is a good point. American Gorilla. 
Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you were able to make it live. It says Alex Jones was sued for six billion. How how can he do that for just saying something for a, a handful of families that sued him? Six billion dollars, but these people can get away with massive murder, genocide. It's really genocide, is what it is. Uh, so that's a good point. You know, let's set a precedent here. Okay, let's take Alex Jones, multiply that times a trillion, and that's what they need to to do to the uh, you know Moderna, Pfizer, all these companies, Johnson and Johnson. You know, two point three trillion. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Two point three trillion sounds like a you know just whatever our national debt is. Um, let's just sue them for that, so we can you know balance the books. But. Um, anyway i think that does it unless you have anything else brother no i don't okay um sorry i kind of rushed it tonight guys um but you know it's it's important stuff i wanted to i thought they were linked up together you know the fraud like like harlan said they always have the solution they're going to keep pushing the solution and right now and i didn't even really talk about this much but the whole ukraine war um uh, the israel stuff going on it's a false dichotomy they give us two choices and you have to choose one or the other why well that's they make us do that to keep us busy you know i have to choose what to do i don't know what to do i don't meanwhile over here this is what's really going on so don't fall for it folks do not uh do not think that you have to pay attention to what they say to pay attention to you know look around keep your head on a swivel and see what's really going on. And when they try to make you focus on stuff like what's going on in the Middle East, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to have a dog in that fight. I don't have a dog in that fight. Th those people are cousins over there. They're fighting cousins, been going on for a thousand years. Um, let them work it out. You know, I don't want to see a nuclear war. I don't. But what are we going to do to stop it? All we're going to do is, is put gasoline on that fire, um, no matter what side we pick. So why do I have to pick one? Anyway, I'm rambling. So. All right, folks. Well, I guess we'll get out of here. Thank you again, Brian uh, Harlan. Thanks for coming on uh, if you're listening. And then uh, I'm sorry we couldn't get MJ on. Uh, MJ's got a really nice truck, by the way. Really nice truck. Let's we'll put that a picture of that on the on the website. So I guess that does it for tonight, folks. Remember to hold your ground, watch the enemy, improve the foxhole, and always look out for one another. Until next time. You've been watching The Foxhole with Jason Parker.